Welcome to the Tech.eu podcast, where we discuss some of the most interesting stories in European tech today. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to the Tech.eu podcast. This is Robin Walters, founder of Tech.eu, and I'm joined here today very kindly by Gerard Gregg, who is the CEO of the nonprofit organization TechNation, which I think uh, needs little or no introduction to our audience. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Gerard. Great to be here. Thanks for the uh, invitation. Uh, now, before we kick off, uh, I think it's important to set the stage a little bit, uh, provide a little bit of context. Uh, we'll start by tackling the elephant in the room straight away. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the digital growth services tender from the UK government and the £12 million grant that comes with that uh, was officially awarded to Barclays Eagle Lab after earlier rumors, uh, which means that it will effectively be replacing TechNation, the organization that you lead. Uh, after almost a decade. Uh, as a direct result, uh, very recently, uh, it was announced that TechNation is effectively seizing its operations on the 31st of March. Uh, now, Gerard, as, as the CEO of the organization, that must be, be a very, very difficult time for you, obviously, and we'll get into that. Um, but my first question is, when did you first become aware uh, that TechNation might be in danger of losing its, its mandate? And with the benefit of hindsight, do you think that there was any way this could have been prevented? So I think in answer to your question, uh, Q3 of last year, so we moved relatively quickly and then exhaustively sort of explored whether TechNation could continue without this core government grant funding. But as you've said yourself, we concluded after really extensively looking at this with the private sector market that this was not an option. And I think we came to the following conclusion. One was because it's not really viable for critical mass and impact. I think the work we do with our accelerator programs, our insights, our research reports, the growth platform, the sandboxes, the visa processing has all been built on the foundation of this core grant funding from the Department of Digital Culture, Media and Sports. So whilst we had interested parties and significant approaches from foreign governments to replicate our success abroad, we really came to the conclusion that without, with, with this funding removed, the company's core purpose, as you pointed out earlier, that we're a nonprofit and our agenda and services that we have so successfully delivered would be significantly compromised. So that's, yeah, it's always, it's a difficult decision, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's why we, we had to make that. That, that decision really. We are here really, our work here really is to be done impartially with credibility and fairness. Yeah, but but I do understand it didn't come out of the blue. Um, do you believe that TechNation was actually given a fair chance to be able to continue its operations in service of the UK tech ecosystem? And I, I mean, how political a decision is this really? Well, I I mean, we, we, we question whether a private commercial company can best serve the interests of the UK tech community in the same way that tech nation has with such great impact and return on investment. Our return on investment is 15x. So that, you know, therefore, for every pound that a taxpayer is putting in, the taxpayer is getting 15 pounds back. And we have seen such amazing companies come through our programs from Monzo to Depop. So and I think, you know, if you're a fintech business, and you're being called to join a program that's run by Barclays Bank, there might be a, a conflict of interest. So the tech community did express concern about 
the way the direction of travel that this was heading into and there was an open letter signed by hundreds of founders and ceos and i think i don't believe there is a single organization in the ecosystem which focuses on tech scale-ups as we've done so successfully so i think we are at a generational high point in terms of startup creation and our core work has been increasingly and solely focused on scale-ups which kind of drive a lot of the job growth that we see and so whilst you see 80 percent typically failing between two to five years of since inception not over 90 percent of the companies that have gone through one of our programs over the last eight 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 years have gone on to scale so and we will have achieved over uh, 13 over 1300 companies by the end of march of this year yeah that really some major achievements uh, these statistics have been shared before i think they're really impressive as you mentioned also you, you received so much support from UT, uk tech community over the years uh, and especially in light of this decision uh, but what technician has also done is play a key role in bringing uh, talent uh, tech from from abroad uh, to the uk uh, bringing more than 6,000 uh, tech workers to the UK through the Global Talent uh, Visa Scheme, as it's called. Um, and the impending closure of the nonprofit now casts a little bit of uncertainty on the future of the Global Talent Visa uh, Scheme uh, for those applying in the digital technology field, at least. Um, I understand that Barclays will not be taking over the visa endorsement process uh, from TechNation. Uh, as far as you know, what does that mean for current and future visa holders? Yeah, so that's a really good question, Robin. So first off, we're seizing operations on core grant funding grant funding activity. So the the core grant with uh, the Department of Culture, Media and Sports. We've got other work going with the Department of International Trade because we've obviously expanded our work in Southeast Asia because obviously we want to make sure that our scale ups expand into markets uh, beyond Europe and the US. Uh, we've got other work going on with the Ministry of Justice because we incubated the beginnings of the law tech space as well. So that's all coming to the end at the uh, March, March 31st. With regards to the uh, visa, uh, so for any applicants that might be listening, we will continue that work. So there's no need to be concerned in any way. The Home Office has been notified of our plans to seize operations, but the visa program will continue in the immediate term. So. As you rightly say, we have we have processed thousands of applications. We will continue to do so until further notice. That's great to hear. Uh, that's really a relief for for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, assuming that most listeners are aware of the impressive work that Technation has been doing, uh, some of which you've already pointed out, uh, what are some of the projects and the plans that were in the works uh, up until now that will now mostly like likely never come to be, uh, and which one does <laughs> frustrate you the most? I mean, I think it's been a hugely impactful chapter. Robin, in so many ways, right? So uh, a third of all tech unicorns ever created in UK's tech history since 1990 have gone through one of our growth programs. And our vision has always been that anyone, you know, we want a world where anyone with vision and drive anywhere can access the skills and support needed to scale and succeed as a game-changing leader. I think we've always focused on the founder 
our founders and the leadership teams of scaling companies just because we know how difficult and lonely that journey is because you're going through so many ups and downs. So to your question, that's why we launched the growth platform in, uh, I think it was March of last year and have now gotten over 3000 CXOs on the platform since we launched and hundreds and hundreds of companies on there because, and they are so geographically spread. So really the growth platform is there and, and, and designed to ensure that you as a game changing leader or leadership team can, 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 can be aware uh, of the insights and knowledge and connections that you need in order to smoothen your path to success, whether that's going for a listing or an acquisition or going for growth. So it's really the one project. I mean, there was many, I mean, there's been lots of things. There's been the, the online academy with over 64,000 students having gone through the programs themselves, uh, you know, where we did th- over 1,300 companies. But the blueprint to scaling success was the growth platform because we could digitally scale that across all parts of the country. So, and look, just to give you some other statistics, in 2014, there were I, I, there were only five places in the UK with a tech unicorn or more, which was already pretty impressive when you look at other European counterparts and countries where it's still the capital city that has a tech unicorn. Now, you know, fast forward a decade and there are over 20 places. That's a five. It's actually, I think it's almost 5x what it was in 2014 in terms of the number of places in the UK with a tech unicorn or more. So and what you know, when we first started our programs, you know, fewer than 15 percent of the companies we supported were outside London. Last year, we reached a, you know, a point of where 59 percent of our of the companies on our programs were outside London. So that's the systemic change and systemic shift that we've been after to ensure that we're building a truly national and inclusive ecosystem. Yeah. I think the the timing of uh, Tech Nation's birth uh, was also, in hindsight, I think just about the right time when the UK ecosystem really started to mature mature in in line with uh, the rest of Europe uh, and, and much faster, if anything. Uh, now, when the announcements of the closure of Technation or the impending closure, uh, at least of the operations on the 31st of March, uh, was made, uh, you said there's a possibility for interested parties to parties to acquire uh, certain assets. Uh, what does it actually mean in practice and how is that working out so far? Well, first and foremost, we're very focused on our people and making sure that we're taking our, care of our people in that process. When I say assets, I'm talking about our work. So our work being the programs, being the reports, being the insights, and the academy and and the sandboxes and clearly our uh, our company the company was always built with the premise of putting the needs of the ecosystem first and and that's why we we leverage state money to be able to do more so we've, we you know we have over 30 sponsors uh, that provide extra income for us to be able to do more for more founders and more companies in more places across the UK. So we have a portfolio of work that we want to see continued in the ecosystem. And and so we've been approached by multiple different parties in the ecosystem that are very interested. So whether that's continuing the programs, whether that's continuing with the reports, whether that's continuing with the sandboxes, we are 
here for the interest, the public interest of the ecosystem. Um, that's and that's it's always been and always will be until the very end a mission-driven organization. Now, uh, you've received a, a ton of support and well wishes from the UK tech community and far beyond, uh, as we talked about before. Uh, but the ecosystem itself has also grown quite immensely over the last nine years since Tech Nation was born. Um, has the UK tech scene effectively sort of outgrown the need for Tech Nation and its programs in their current form, at least? I think I think there's always work to do. I think you know I touched on it earlier slightly. Yeah, you know, the, the the impact has been huge in terms of the number of places now with a tech unicorn or more, and the number of people that work in the sector has doubled uh, from two million to five million in just over ten years, and also the valuation of the ecosystem as a whole has jumped uh, sixteen times in ten years to over a trillion dollars. But there's so much more to do. If you think about a trillion dollars, that sounds like a very good number. But then if you look at a top five US companies market capitalization, it's 10 trillion. So there's quite a mountain to climb and there's a lot to do, especially in the scale up space where we believe lots of jobs are created in the tech space. So and you need you need clearly you need growth capital but you also need strong leadership talent and that leadership talent comes from experience but also academic institutions and it's a combination of the things that is a combination of those things plus the infrastructure and the policy and the political leadership that makes the that creates the conditions for 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 more growth i think we are entering a new era and a new space and time but i think there's so much more to do and so much more to to get done in that regard. Yeah, definitely still a lot of work to do. Uh, now, some of that work will inevitably be uh, done by Barclays and its Eagle Lab team. Uh, knowing what you know now, uh, what would you recommend them to take into account, uh, what to focus on when they kick off uh, next April? Uh, and also a question that I had in my mind when all of this was playing out, will they actually be starting from scratch or pick up some of the things Technation was already doing and building, or how does that work? So we we don't know exactly what they are planning to do but i think i think so much has been built um on the uh in terms of the last 10 years so much has been achieved and so much has been done right so i i think barclays has to do everything it can in its power to provide our best entrepreneurs with all the support needed at every stage and by sector as well, and do it across all regions and all nations. I think that's that's what I'll keep focusing on, on and making sure that 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 happens. Because I think when you look at the statistics, you know we need we need more success because more success breeds more success, and the more role models there are across the country, not just in capital cities and and second tier cities you need you need those people everywhere uh, because that that contributes to the income disparity that we tend to increasingly see in some of these very developed markets so i think there's a social value aspect to this work that sometimes gets lost in the narrative because yes unicorns are great but unicorns are one indicator of health and I think I would urge, you know, Barclays, who will take up the mantle 
to ensure that they are thinking about this in a very inclusive way, not just by business stage or by sector, but also by social economic development as well. So is there is there any chance that Barclays will effectively be taking over certain assets or projects that were already running within uh, Technation? Is there a chance for that? Our understanding is that they will be continuing aspects of the work. We just don't know in what form. So we have very limited knowledge or information about that at this point. I, I think, look, what I'm really keen to see is that the great work that we've done as an organization and as a team continues in every way, as in giving the best support to the best entrepreneurs around, around the country, whether it's in our regions or in our nations. I think that's really important to building an inclusive ecosystem, not just by business stage, but also by sector and also by social economic group. Uh, we we recently launched our Libra program, which has been hugely successful, um, starting with Black founders, and you know that's it's, it's thinking about how do you truly build an inclusive ecosystem that becomes increasingly resilient as a result, and that's so that's what we're really you know keen to see, and and I'm 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 hoping that Barclays will see that and and build on and everything that we've built as a as an organization and i'm sure that a lot of people are hoping that alongside you um now you, you mentioned the technician team how big was the team and and has everybody started job searching already or have they already found a new employment uh, what's going on there so yeah so at the same time that we announced uh the we made the announcement last week we also have kickstarted a company-wide redundancy consultation process. Uh, we've been undated with support from various uh, people uh, and companies. Thank you so much for that. Uh, it's, made a, it's made a huge amount of difference. Uh, I think there's a lot of pride in the team about what's been achieved and how much impact we've had. So uh, that will continue as part of the consultation process. But I have to tell you, the team have been absolutely brilliant and huge, hugely professional. Uh, because we are continuing with all our programs right until the end of March. The visa team continues, and um, I, I have seen absolute uh, determination and and commitment to to, con to 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 finish our programs on a high. And the next obvious question is, what is your next step? So, I I mean, I'm here for the team first and foremost to ensure the transition goes as smoothly as possible. I, I think, look, I think the team has so much to be proud of in terms of what's been achieved. As I said, you know, companies like Monzo, Depop, Skyscanner, Deliveroo, Darktrace, these are fantastic companies that have gone on to scale and be role models for so many emerging entrepreneurs and founders. And the UK now is digitally number one in Europe and number three in the world for tech investment after the US and China. And there's just a lot to do. So, you know, I'm here. There's a lot going on in the ecosystem and I'm excited for what comes next. There's so much more to do, I would say. So, yeah. Have you already decided what's next or are you still uh, I, I, I'm, 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 as I said, I'm here first and foremost for the team and, and making sure that transition goes as smoothly as possible. I, there's a lot going on in the ecosystem. Uh, just even just yesterday, the government announced a 
the creation of a new science and technology and innovation department. I think that's, you know, given that technology is increasingly influencing our lives and national agendas and growth prospects this century more than ever before, I think it's it's the right time that a, we, you know, that a jurisdiction like the UK has a dedicated government, has a dedicated department really focused on this. Um, and not least because science and technology and data, as you know, Robin, are crucial pillars of our digital economy, underpinning a lot of our trade, our our geopolitics and consumer lives. So you can imagine how much there is to do. And I think this is an this is the end of a very impactful chapter with huge impact. And I you know, I think there's so much more to build on and leap from uh, at this point. And I think we're entering a very exciting era a different type of time and space, you know, with, alongside AI and chat GPT and language models and processing. It's a, it's an exciting time, as you can imagine. Yeah, great. Uh, well, we'll keep an eye out uh, uh, on where you end up. As you mentioned, um, Rishi uh, Sunak this week also announced the launch of the new Department uh, for Science, Innovation and Technology, DSIT for, for short. Um, your prime minister said that a dedicated department like that would help drive the innovation needed in the UK uh, to improve public services, create new jobs, etc. Um, how do you feel about this development and what more can be done or should be done? I think tech is is a fundamental is now a fundamental input into all industries and all sectors and all services. And then a subsector of that is AI. So AI is impacting as I said, you know, lots of industries and sectors and services. So I think having a dedicated department that can aggregate the critical policy levers that drive disruption and UK innovation, whilst also, and I think this is the really important point, is whilst also working with other departments will be a very productive and a productive thing to do in creating new value creation. Uh, it's very clear that as we go into a, a potential decade of slow growth, one needs to increasingly focus on innovation as a generator of value. So I think it's it's important that we do have a department with singular focus, resourcing and expertise to look at this uh, whilst also making sure that other departments are taken into consideration. So it's a big job. It's a big job. And so lots to do. Yeah, I can imagine. But I've also heard quite a lot of uh, positive feedback Lots of disappointment on Tech Nation shutting down soon. Uh, lots of positive feedback on the new uh, department being created. So, um, you know, it's a bit of everything these days. Um, final question, and on a slightly personal note, are you still banking at Barclays or ever going to bank at Barclays? Oh, uh, well, I bank with neobanks these days. I can't obviously give <laughs> too much endorsement of any brands, but yes, uh, yeah. I think we have this. There's a lot of great work being done by lots of digital banks in Europe these days. Uh, it's amazing how far they've come and how far they're nimbling away at established banks. I would say. Great message well received, uh, Gerard. Thank you so much for making the time. I know you have a lot going on, so thanks a lot for uh, sharing your insights uh, with us. And best of luck with whatever comes next. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me. Much appreciated.